Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat, y'all. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to H Podcast Nation. We are back for another Patreon exclusive. If you're watching live, uh, it will be free on the channel in, in a week or so, if I remember to put it up, which I didn't last week because I'm clever like that. But um, we are live on Patreon, as always, for the big debate. And uh, yet again, we're shying away from the the easy debates like Marvel versus DC, which we'll do soon. But um, we're going to do just going for something much less controversial. And we're going to talk about tonight um, assisted euthanasia, assisted suicide, assisted end of life. We're going to debate that. And then we'll finish off or we might start with, is Batman a good role model for children? Which is going to be an interesting one. I think Reese hates Batman. But I think he only hates Batman because Batman's working class, and Reese is, <laughs> is a proper Tory. Oh my gosh! Hugo Lloris has just made another world-class save. This time off Anthony Navoli. I think he's made like three in the first half. Unbelievable goalkeeper in fair play. Oof, what a save! So there we go. Um, so yeah, we're back. We had uh, we had we've had some good ones over the last few weeks. We uh, we talked about gender. What did we talk about last week? That was quite an interesting one. I forget gender was the week before, wasn't it? Yeah, my um, mind's gone blank. Mm, wasn't it, no, wasn't it gender last week? No, we've done one since gender, definitely. But oh, it was still, football. um, gay footballers. Oh yeah, we talked about why footballers. Yeah, not, you can see us in the text. Why they're it? not coming out and. Yeah, quite an interesting conversation, and that's quite topical at the moment as well. Um, yeah. So really, I should have remembered to put these shows out on the main channel because they're like quite topical subjects. But I forgot well and truly, which is always good. Um, I might 
uh, I might put one of them out now tonight after we've done after we've done this, just to get it in because I've only I think I've only put one out so far. It's just I'm so used to the schedule, I like, like completely sort of forgot that um, I was adding to it. But yeah, no point in me reminding you because I'll forget me before you do guarantees. So, so there we go. Um, so as normal, I'm joined by the man himself, Mr. Reese Pycroft. How are you, buddy? You good? All good, mate. All good. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so obviously we normally... Go on. What? Should be interesting, mate. It should be, yeah. And, like, as I, I I should say again, I said a few weeks ago, like, you know, sometimes we try to be clear on if it's our actual opinion to kind of separate it from that. But generally, we're just kind of trying to debate the subjects, give, like, both points of view. One of us will kind of pick a side, and we're kind of not necessarily, if we're arguing, not arguing for that side, but we might make some points on a side that we don't necessarily agree with. But we're trying to give as many points of view as possible. Play devil's advocate, if you like. Yeah. But um, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to have an intelligent discussion without people resorting to name calling and. Obviously, we yeah. we call Reese a Tory because he's a Tory. But apart from that, that's that's allowed, you know. Um, Reese, until he, until you do something else, that's that's just it. Now you are Tory, Reese. Until to be fair, that's something else. fucking brutal. Put down, mate. Yes, brutal. So you need to do something else now to change the nickname. Basically, just try and make some. I don't know. Some I work bad. on that. Try and make some bad statement or something. So I don't know. Maybe say something racially insensitive or like something disabled. No, I can like do that. Yeah. Well, then we'll just like we can call you a racist instead. Then I'm allowed to though. I got black friends, so I'm allowed to. I've heard that's I like what you can do. Yeah, got a black neighbour and yeah, it's all fine. Um, so where do you want to start this evening, mate? Do you want to go with the the simple sort of or the light-hearted? Batman is Batman a good role model? Although I think you're going to get quite heated over that. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's better to finish on the Batman. Okay. Yeah, I think there's less to talk about with the Batman one, so we'll we'll go with the big one first, yeah. which is tradition. Um, because obviously we tend to spend a bit more on the the, the more serious subject because there's yeah more points of view to it, isn't there? Um, yeah. So I'll let you go first, but like talk to me about assisted suicide, assisted euthanasia, um, end of life protocols, whatever you want to call them. There's lots of sort of different names for it. Um, effectively, it is someone being allowed to end their life, you know, using a doctor and medication. Um, you can't do it in the UK. I don't believe you can do it in America either. You, I think you've got to go to Switzerland to do it. Yeah. Um, which is unusual because Switzerland is like stereotypically as someone who like is like uh, in the middle, isn't it? They don't sort of. They, they've commit. always been a neutral, haven't they? Yeah, neutral. That's the word I was looking for. So it's kind I of. I think that's why they can do it. I think that's why they can do it. Their people are easy going in. They pretty much. Yeah. So where do you where 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 do you want to start with it, mate? I've seen people suffer at the end of their life, mate, for a long time when they didn't need to. And 
the bottom line is, mate, we if, if you had a dog and he's suffering with terminal cancer or something and he's in pain 24-7, can't control his bowels, you're more than likely going to do the right thing and have it put to sleep. Yeah. How, well, how, how can you justify... We can make that choice for our pets, but we can't make that choice for ourselves. That's that you you can't answer that. But then, where do you draw the line? So, like, I think so. I, I with the like you got like people with terminal illness, stuff like that, stuff which can't be cured, um, who haven't got a very like high standard of living in terms of like you say the. You know, maybe lost control of their bowels and a lot of pain. This, where do you draw the line? Because there's some people um, who believe that you should be allowed to commit suicide if you know if you are not happy, you're living day to day with you know depression or other mental illnesses, and you should be allowed to have the dignity of die with dignity rather than living life, you know, continuing to suffer. Like, where do you draw the line with it? Because with no, that, no, mate, I say I, what I would say is like both. I don't know about you, but like I've been suicidal at points in my life, yeah. And I'm glad that I didn't, you know, kind of follow through with those thoughts, yeah. But what if, if, if that had been available to me on the GP at certain times, would I have gone to that side of things? I don't know. My but, personal choice there it is you wouldn't be allowed to mental health. Pretty much anything is curable, isn't it? The help of the treatment isn't out that much. But like, so someone who's got, say, I don't know, I'm going to pluck like a, a long-term mental illness, uh, mental health condition out of it. So like, say something like... Paranoid schizophrenia. Um, paranoid schizophrenia or um, bipolar disorder or... Um, I had someone on the podcast before who had DID and DI, uh, so like multiple personalities, like that something yeah. which is brought on by trauma normally in childhood, where people kind of their brain splits and to to protect them from the abuse or the trauma that they're going yeah. through, like that can't be cured. So, like it's difficult, mate, because like right. On, on paper, maybe it can I, be I agree cured. with you. Right, maybe it can't be cured, but it's manageable. Yeah, but, right, like, just but, like you shouldn't have to live in pain, thing, but like, why should you have to live with, like, um, like if you're consistently traumatised every single day and you've been through counselling and all the rest of you, all the different things, and you're still, like, you can't leave the house, you can't see people you can't speak to people because you're so traumatized like why should you not be given the same options that someone who's in physical pain and suffering like why shouldn't they be given the same options because i'm, I'm still a strong believer that medication and the correct treatments any mental health can be managed, but unfortunately, to get the correct medication and the correct treatment and nowadays, unless you're loaded, it's not getting done. 
Well, yeah, and like the fact you can't get, but, for, for instance, with pain, you can't get stem cell replacement therapy in the UK and, and most of Europe is ridiculous. Yeah. But like, so yeah, that, I mean, on a personal note for me, like I live with pain all the time, as you know, and like yeah. if I lived in America, I'd have gone and got stem cell replacement therapy and there's a very good chance that it would have not only helped my pain, but it would could have possibly healed me completely to where my life would be massively different, massively different. Yeah. And that's really frustrating to me. But then if I didn't have my kids and my missus, and I'd say I was a single bloke, I do wonder like how I would have coped with the last sort of 10, 12, 15 years or whatever, in yeah. terms of like 24 hours a day pain, and like, there's no escape from it. So like, yeah. what just, well, so like are the rules that it has to be terminal, because if that's the rules, that seems almost like, how can I, I, like, I'm not trying to be horrible. Like, and I look, it's watching someone die from a terminal illness is horrible. It's, it's yeah. brutal because you, you, they're not the same person and you just watching them slowly die. And as someone who felt like they were just waiting to die at one point in my life because I was wasn't contributing anything, I wasn't doing anything. I was just I was my missus was having to dress me and feed me and all the rest of it. Like I just literally felt like I was just waiting to die. So like yeah. with a terminal illness, that's very much like that, but obviously um like maximized if you like. But like someone who's got a terminal illness is going to die anyway. So I can fully understand them wanting to die on their own terms. And obviously if you commit suicide, a lot of life insurances, things like that, which would go to your family, your kids, whatever, they get void if you yeah. take your own life, which I think is probably a big reason why a lot of people, particularly people who have terminal illnesses, that's why Definitely. they don't just do it themselves because they don't want their family to, you know, they to suffer financially afterwards Definitely. and stuff like that. But put, put yourself in that position. What would you do given that choice? Well, you'd have to, you'd suffer through it just because you'd want them you would, to be able you? to have it. But you want your kids my, to have it. Like my thing with it, with assisted living, I suppose, not even my thing. I suppose the other side of it is like, it's difficult to find where that line is in terms of it's okay for this case, but it's not okay for that case. There's not like a a direct point where you can say, you know, yes, that's okay. No, they don't qualify. Like it's very, very difficult to. There, there is no the, black and white with it at all, and there's no there's no set way you can do it because. Unfortunately, some people might be given like weeks to live. Some might be given years to live. You you don't know, so you you can't have a set black and white for it. But I firmly well, believe that have, people you can have people some, with certain conditions should be yeah. given that choice. Maybe. But then also, you can have someone who's been given six months to live and they're still alive two years later. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Yeah. Which makes it it is very rare, but tricky, tricky again, doesn't it? Because that's an added again. It comes it. down to what I said earlier, though, mate. We we would choose this for a dog because we know it's the right thing to do. 
yeah, but we can't choose them for ourselves. Like part of me thinks that every single person should have the right to choose if they, you know, it's like that um autonomy sort of argument, isn't it? It's like it's your life, your body, your soul, or whatever you believe in. So you should have the choice of what to do with it, if that makes sense. But then the arguments against is like this the experience of death is going to get more and more painful, contrary to what many believe. The forthcoming euthanasia will make it will make it more rather than less painful because it will put emphasis on the personal decision in a way which was blissfully alien to the whole problem of dying in former times. It will make death even more subjectively intolerable for people. Uh, for people will feel responsible for their own deaths and morally obligated to rid the re- rid their relatives of their unwanted presence. Euthanasia will further intensify all the problems its advocate, advocates think that it will solve. Um, so this guy, that was a philosopher who said that. Um, he basically said... I can see, I can see their arguments, totally. You know, I can, because you, you don't want to be a burden on the people you left. So does it create... But- more problems on the though. other side, the people you love, if they're doing all these things for you, they want you in their life. That's yeah. that's the bottom line. So, what if a husband and a wife, right? So, say, I don't know, let's for, for example, let's say me and my missus, right? Yeah. Say, I made the decision that, um, I wanted to end my life, and the you know, I qualified and I whatever, and they said yes, but she disagrees with it. We're married, we've got kids. She wants me to carry on or whatever. Should, as my wife, both legally and personally, should she have a say in the final decision? Personally, I don't think she should, if you're of sound mind. But? But that choice then relies with you. But in every other aspect of life, mate... There's some people who have physical injuries and they'll divorce their partner because they don't want to be a burden on them. And they will. Yeah, if we didn't have kids, mate, I wouldn't have been... I don't know. I would have found it very difficult to be the burden that I was. It's it's hard to explain, isn't it? When you have kids, your whole outlook, everything changes. Everything. But then... In every other aspect of life, a husband and wife, it's like a 50-50 thing, whether it's finances. Uh, yeah, it is a legally binding contract. So um, A mortgage, like everything is kind of like, you can't, like you've got a joint bank account, then you both have to sign to, to you know, change it. So if you disagree on the end of life thing and you're legally married... It creates, it does create an, an an issue with it, I think, because I don't think you can it, just it say, does, well, but for me, it comes down to a moral choice. But, you, but whilst I, I, I understand that, but in something as like this, like if you were going to sort of bring this out as a worldwide directive that people are able to legally end their life in certain circumstances, using a physician, physician, and, a phys, physician and stuff like that, like there's there is a legal side to it, same as with the 
you know, with any yeah. doctor, there's a legal side to it and things have to be sort of considered and signed and, and the rest of yeah. it. Well, and then what, what I think, but you know what I think would happen, mate? You'd end up with with couples going to court with one saying, "I don't want him," you know, "I don't want him to to end his life. He wants to end his life. We've got X amount of children. We've got bills. We've got a mortgage." You know, and then it becomes like a thing of like you're just clogging up the court systems with these cases, which is you know, court systems are already overrun by the you know, just by the very thing of there's not enough prisons, there's not enough courts, there's not, you know, the rest of, all the rest of that. And I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. But, like, you can't, whilst it is a moral decision, and whilst I understand in some ways that everybody should be allowed to be in charge of their own mortality to a certain degree, you can't just write it off and say, oh, it's a moral decision, and that's it. You just can't in this day and age. And particularly, you know, if like if you're saying to me that uh, euthanasia or assisted suicide, whatever you want to call it, is almost part of the world evolving. Part of that, part of that evolution is everything being legally sound as well. And yeah. I think there's a problem with the that side of it. Like, if the family, well, all right, even if it's not a married couple, what if, what if my mother doesn't want me to do it? Like, you know, I I tend to agree with you, mate. And I, I, think I, I totally get the person. I think the married couple is the best example because that's a legally sort of binding contract, isn't it? It's something which, in every other aspect of life, the partners. If you're married, they have a legal say, they have a financial say. You can't sort of do one without the other, if you like. So I do think that's kind of the best, from the legal point of view, that's the best way to look at it rather than mothers and other members of family. But I'm sure if it was to become a worldwide thing and there was family members who didn't agree, they would, you know, go to court or they would... There would be all sorts of arguments going on where people didn't want other people to end their lives, but they want to, and and then it comes down to like, you know, does this person have the right to do it? Does this person have the right to ignore, ignore their their wife's or their husband's wishes because it's till death do us part and honor and obey and you know all the all the vows that you take, like. Do they mean anything or do they not? Because if they, if that legal, I, I gave you, I mean, it, would, it would need to be, it would need to be wrote in stone so this argument couldn't happen. Because ultimately, the choice should lie with yourself. If you're of sound mind, whether you've got a partner or children, or I'm sorry, but the choice should lie with you. So, um, another argument is that there are alternative treatments available, such as palliative care, hospices. Um, there's also cannabis-related treatments, stuff like that. There's also many other different treatments which aren't necessarily widely available, say, for instance, in the UK, but are available in other countries. Like, you don't have to kill the patient to kill the symptoms. Nearly all pain can be relieved. 
I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm just telling you what it says. It, it can, but you would be in a permanent state of comatosis almost. I mean, not it's necessarily, the same as- but, but the, yeah, I get what you, I get the, like what you mean, but like there's 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 ways and means of which aren't a part of Western me- Western medicine, which other countries use, which have been proven or shown to be quite effective fighting illnesses such as cancer and, and stuff like that. So like But you've got to have the money or funding to go do that. But then if we're gonna as a nation say that we're gonna spend money on assisted suicide because it would be financially would be massive. It would cost so much money because of all the things you've got to go through to make sure that the person is of sound mind, that the person is sure that they're not, you know, having a psychological break, that their their illness is definitely, you know, terminal yeah. or, or the rest of it. And like that would it would cost a lot of money to to do the pro and then the, the process of actually that's what part of the reason why they stopped doing capital punishments like lethal injections and stuff like that is yes of course it's the moral side of things which i think a lot of people actually disagree with will definitely do one on capital punishment at one point yeah but like it was also the cost of the courts where people were constantly appealing the the court the, the transferring of drugs the physicians that have got to be there to administer the drugs and and the people that have got to travel to be on site and stuff like this like it's all a big cost so you imagine the cost that would go into this you fit the nail on the not, head why like, not spend why that there? on yeah mate you fit the nail on the head of why it'll never be in every country because it's not doable you know there, there's nowhere near enough clinicians or physicians to deal with it it's impossible if you're going to do if you so say let's just talk from a uk point of view then say the uk was going to allow it and bring it in in this country why wouldn't you spend the money that you would spend on that could be spent on developing cannabis based product or hemp based products or other such products around the world which help with pain, treating of cancer, things like this. I mean, on a conspiracy kind of note, there's many people around the world who believe that there's a cure for cancer that is just kept um, away or kept secret from from people like us because keeps you keeps you in check, doesn't it? And it keeps the population many, down. Many people there's proof out there, scientific proof from other countries. Cannabis has cured terminal illnesses, not just cancer. Yeah. Yeah. But the proof's out there, mate, you know? So but what about then this then? What about if... There's too much if, money in medication in there. Let's, let's yeah, just call a space to like space. Big pharma controls everything, oh. doesn't it? Um, yeah. So here's one then, mate. What about if I get diagnosed with so I haven't got any of the health problems I've got now. Yeah. But what if I get diagnosed with ALS, something which will deteriorate, could deteriorate fast, could deteriorate slow, but it will make me um, have a life which I don't want. I don't 
want to put that pressure on my family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I would rather stop it soon, or I'd rather, as soon as I get my first symptom, I want to stop it before I become that burden. Like, sh should I be allowed to have that choice? Again, that's one of them tough ones, and you'd need the clinicians or psychiatrists or whichever you want to call it to make sure you would have sound mind making the decision. Obviously, it's the decision you've made beforehand that you would get to a certain point where you're not of sound mind. The decision has already been made. So, but what if, so what if when I'm of sound mind, right, I, yeah. make, I get in writing and everything, as soon as my symptoms get to this level, I want to end my life. So even if my brain and my mind suffer in the meantime, I want to end my life at when my symptoms get to this point. Okay, it's all in writing, blah, blah, blah. But what if during like the latter parts, so sort of just as my brain is starting to deteriorate, I change my mind. But in the opinion of say your wife or your your person your people who your carers they think that it's just you oh he's you know he's he's starting to to sort of lose his mind a little bit he's he's not he's getting confused blah blah, blah. becomes a massive moral thing then because you could end up killing someone who doesn't want to die who's changed again that comes down to the amount of psychiatrists and input and things that's needed for it it's not feasible let's be honest to do it one hundred percent and have it right one hundred percent, which which is why capital punishment was ended in the UK, wasn't it? It's because it was just yeah. there's no way you can be one hundred percent sure that that person has done that thing unless it's like filmed. You can clearly see their face, and even now, I would argue even with the technology. Yeah, yeah. With the technology you can get an app like mate, like which does it. You don't even yeah, have well, to like have big stuff, innit? Yeah, you don't even have to have like a expensive software and be really skilled on a computer. You can download an so app imagine, on your phone. Imagine what someone who's got all that software and is exactly extremely that, skilled can do. So you can't even trust your own eyes. Yeah. So how can you, even if someone confesses? Like you can't, that you just cannot. Too. And trust me, that makes me frustrated because there's certain crimes that I think you should be just executed for. Yeah, but, I'm with you totally. Like if I was a, a judge or or the or the executioner, I would feel horrific if I executed someone or sent someone to be executed, and then it later turned out that they didn't do it. They didn't even do anything remotely like it. They were completely yeah. wrongly accused, wrongly convicted. Like which has happened many times. Yeah, that would ruin my life, man. That I would never be able to recover from it. Especially if that yeah. person no, mother I'm, should I'm matter. Really but totally. if, especially if that person was a father or a mother, um, they had young kids or they had a family, you know, it shouldn't matter if they've got kids or not. But it would to me personally, I would I'd never recover from it. And um Oh no, it'd be devastating me. So like and this is my point with this, is like there's just, there's no way to know if when that person, like, it could be that the person is not of sound mind to make the decision, but they've already made the decision previously.
but then when their mind is deteriorating so that they wouldn't be in a sound mind to make the decision themselves at that point. Like they could just be scared as the moment comes closer. But how do you differentiate from that natural fear of dying and no, I've changed my mind. I don't want to go through with it if they're not quite or if they're in between not being of sound mind and being of sound mind. And it's it's so problematic that I think, and this is why people argue against it, even as a thing in Switzerland, isn't it? Because yeah, there's so many complex sides to it and arguments to it. And like part of me, like, you know, the, the, at, at its core, I agree with you. If it was a, a dog or a cat, we would put them out of their misery because it's a humane thing to do. If you hit a, I don't know, like a, a cow or a horse or something with your car and you were like in the middle of nowhere, miles and miles away from, you know, any help and stuff, and that 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 animal was suffering, you would at least consider putting it out of its misery. Yeah. Anyone would, because they're like, it's the humane thing to do. You don't want people or things to suffer. So again, on the basis of it, why wouldn't we do the same thing for human beings? However, I know animals are classed as a lower life form. Yes, I do. I know that. I understand that. I fully, I accept it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But yeah, obviously, but... with pets, they become a part of the family, don't they? Yeah, they do. That's but there's also is. there's also a side to sorry, mate. There's also the side to oh. it of like human beings. You can communicate with to a greater degree, can't you? Yeah. So you can understand someone. Someone who a human being can tell you they're in pain, can tell you they're not happy, can tell you that you know they're struggling or whatever. So, like, that's different to it. Like, there's only certain ways you can know that an animal is suffering. So, yeah, an animal can be in pain and you might have no idea. So, would you say they're dead? So, the basically, a lot of people <laughs> think there is no right, no fundamental right to be killed or to be assisted with dying and this assisted suicide would create a massive slippery slope and it is real like opening the doors to voluntary euthanasia and assisted suicide could lead to non-voluntary and involuntary universe uh, euthanasia by giving doctors the power to decide when a patient's life is not worth living so in the in Holland in 1990, around a thousand patients were killed without their request. So basically, they weren't of sound mind. They were going through pain and suffering, and illness and the rest of it. So the doctors made the decision. Yeah, that and, shouldn't and be allowed. But unfortunately, mate, you once you open those floodgates of yes, it's okay to end your life, say. Once you've done that, 
and you sign the papers and stuff, if you then have not of sound mind, there's no going back. It's up to the doctors whether they do it. And I just, I find it difficult. And you can never really control it. Like there's reports in Holland that where the euthanasia and the physician-assisted suicide is legal, that it reveals that like doctors don't always even report it. So they won't, they will end the life through like euthanasia for the right reasons we're saying, but they won't report it because they know that, you know, what they know what they've done basically. And look, if someone who I loved dearly, it's a small circle, small number of people. If that person, if those people came to me and said, I've got six months to live, um, I want to have three months of doing everything I want to do and just have the best time of my life. But after that three months, I want you to help me die. I want you to sit with me. We'll have a drink. We'll just have a nice chat. I'll take some sleep, like a load of sleeping tablets. I want you to help me do it. Like, do you consider that? Would you do that for someone you love? So they didn't, I, I so, they, so, that. so that they didn't die yeah. alone like in a pool of their own vomit or whatever and you know in a on a, a street corner or in a did a flat on their own would you do that for someone it, it would have to depend what the illness and things was mate well terminal illness they got six months to live it depends on what stage <laughs> so it's at like a we... stage where they like there's it's it's absolute that they are going to die and the maximum they've got is six months I don't know what again though it depends on their quality of life. If they're able to do like my 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 dad suffered with cancer and I was there right till the very end with him. Mm. And the last day, mate, is my dad was quite lucky with it. It was well he wasn't lucky when he got cancer, obviously. Yeah. But it wasn't prolonged and gone out. They it, it was mistreated basically. Mm. But he wasn't in agony with it and things like that. In hospital for the last few days of his life, it was not a life somebody would want to live, mate, at all. Yeah. Yeah. My um, my um, grandfather had a similar it, thing, but his but was if, the opposite. It was my, my, dad, my dad was one of them people, though. If you'd have given him the choice, there's no way he'd have taken it. He'd have suffered till his last day not to do that to his family. He's yeah. one of them. Yeah, my grand, my grandfather had the opposite. He like he had it like prolonged for about a year, maybe eighteen months, and he was brutal, mate. Like, we, funny enough, we was talking about my missus the other day, like the change in him, the weight he lost, the going to visit him in the hospice, and it's like it's like a completely different person, and the deterioration can be quite quick, but yeah. the but it just lasts. Can, can last quite a long time and obviously it feels like you know it feels like longer as well than what it is um, yeah because like looking back it feels like he suffered for years and years and years but actually it was like uh, probably about a year where he was genuinely suffering um but it's like it's a very very <coughs> it's a very complex subject and it's 
as much as we say, like, you know, you can't make it just a moral decision. It's got to have um, a legal side to it. But it's also got an emotional side to it as well. And, like, I can't sit here and say that if someone who I loved came to me and said, I want to go out on my terms, I don't want to be alone, will you help me? I can't sit here and say, no, I wouldn't, because I I genuinely do not know. I'd like to think that if... So there's two sides to it. I would like to think that if I asked certain people to do that for me, that they would do it. But the other side of it is I wouldn't ask someone to do it because yeah. I wouldn't want them to have to live with the thought of do the, what they had done, even though I had asked them to do it. I, I, so. I get that. But the brutal honesty of it is, mate, unless you pass in your sleep, no death is. Yeah, unless you pass in your sleep or in a hospital or something like that. Like Even in a hospital, you. mate, unless you, no, unless you pass in. If you die at home. Even if you've got a terminal illness, if you die at home, someone finds you. So, like, if you pass away in your sleep, you know, and when they say, like, oh, someone's peacefully died in their sleep, like, there's that. But then there's also, like, if you take your own life, for instance, because you want to go out on your own terms, like, someone's got to find you. So, that's brutal for people. Totally. And... But it wouldn't. That wouldn't be the situation with legal assisted suicide. People would know. Yeah, but it's it's like that thing of opening the floodgates. So, say in the UK now, right? They say, right. Whilst we're not going to do it in the UK, we are not going to make because I think it's illegal to go and do it, isn't it? The UK government can stop. I'm pretty sure, yeah. They can stop you traveling to the countries which do do it. So if they said, right, we're now not going to stop people from traveling if they choose to do it, they meet the criteria and, you know, it gets all okay. We won't stop you doing it. We won't charge you or do anything like that. What happens is it does open the floodgates. On one side, you have more people applying for it, first and foremost. The second side of it is that you'll have people who can't afford it who will say, right, well, I can't afford to go to Switzerland or Holland to do that. But I want to end my life. So they'll do it. They might be more inclined to do it in their home or wherever. And I just think it's very, very complex, mate, at the end of the day. And, like, we're not experts. We're we're not experts in it. And we're trying to... This yeah, is only what it. we we believe. And a lot of it's from experience, personal yeah. experiences, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah, it comes from personal like, life experience and stuff like that. Um, so, as we kind of round off this subject a little bit, what about personal choice? So, the pro euthanasia assisted suicide kind of side of things will emphasise the importance of personal choice autonomy. Shouldn't parent uh, patients be have the right to end their lives, dying with dignity? Um, so dying with dignity, patron, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart has argued, we have no control over how we arrive in the world, but at the end of life, we should have control over how we leave it. Um, however, 
the debate is not just about the right to die. It's about the right to help patients kill themselves. So instead of giving freedom to patients, euthanasia and assisted suicide is about giving other people the legal power to end someone's life. So like doctors, uh, partners, whatever it may be. Um, and assist, uh, assisted suicide is not a, it's not a private act. Nobody chooses assisted suicide on their own or in isolation, euthanasia or and assisted suicide. They're matters for public concern because they involve one one person facilitating the death of another. Friends, relatives, healthcare staff, society, like is a huge effect on the ramifications for everybody. And this is what makes it very, very difficult to to navigate it. It's 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 almost impossible. Because for every time, every time, say, say me and you were in charge of making a decision. Sorry, mate, I will let you speak now. No problem. Say me and you were in charge of this decision, right? We're going to decide whether this should be allowed and stuff, right? Is every time you come up with a good reason why, and oh, this can be the criteria and, and et cetera, et cetera, all good reasons, everything I agree with, I will always be able to provide an example, um, another case, which is different, but may fall into the same general criteria. It just, I just think it's impossible because... It is, mate, because the bottom line, it comes down to an emotional argument. You can't control or predict emotion. And the last thing I've said before... Last thing I'll say on that before I let you have a proper good say about it is um, no matter how impartial a human being is, uh, everyone's a human being. So, like, human beings have emotions. So no matter what the doctor is, the psychologist, whatever it is, they cannot not be affected by someone going to them and whether they're terminally ill, they've got a a brain disease, a mental health condition, whatever it is, like I could imagine that it's very convincing when someone is coming to you and saying, this is why I want to end my life. I'm living like this and this and this and this. Like no human being cannot be affected by that, I believe, unless they're a a psychopath or sociopath. And I would suggest that having psychopaths and sociopaths be the people to make those decisions would probably not be a good idea. So it's a f- fucking flawed subject. But go on, mate. You, you're spot you're on, on, mate. I, I've got no argument for it. You can't control emotion. That's why I'll never be, ever be worldwide. You cannot control emotion. Can't predict it. Can't control it. So what about the compassionate side of it as well? Like the, the, the pro side of it, things will present the view that helping someone else to end their life is the most loving, compassionate thing you can do. But surely the most compassionate thing you can do is to care for someone you love until the end of their life and show them that their life has tremendous value regardless of, of whether they're fully fit and you know, the person you met when you were 20 
or whether they're, they're now 40 and, you know, weigh three stone and, and can't do anything for themselves, you still love them and care for them just as much as you did when they were able to pick you up and take you over the threshold or whatever, you know? Like, oh, yeah. What is the more compassionate that, thing? Again, I'm, it comes down to your own personal choice. Sorry. That is the brutal honesty of it. Because someone who's got to live like that, when they have got zero quality of life, mate, you know, pretty much never a happy moment for them. Is it compassionate to sit there and watch them like that? And it's, again, it's emotion, mate. Yeah. The, the way I look at it, but what I went through with my dad, mm -hmm. I would not want my children to be there and see me go through that. Yeah. Yeah. I and I, I'm not, I don't mean that in a selfish, horrible way. I know that sounds horrible. No, I can fully understand it, mate. But then, you know, I'm, yeah, no, no, I mean, you can't. I would, not, I would not want my children to have to go through that if I could stop it. But, Unfortunately, it's never going to be feasible, mate. It's just not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and whilst there's no um, sort of instant cure for those things, it's part of an, an unfortunate part of life. But then... I, I'm a firm believer there is a cure out there for every single illness on this world, mate. There is. Yeah, I tend but... to think that. Because do you know why I think that, mate, is... Um... I kind of the analogy I would use is you know like stinging nettles, right? Yeah. If you get stung by stinging nettles, not far from those stinging nettles is a dock leaf which will relieve the itching and the pain. So, in this, I can't explain it because I'm not religious, um, I'm not massively spiritual. I don't think so. Like, whatever you believe in, whether it's God or or like spiritual or the universe or whatever it may be. I do think that for every reaction, there's an opposite reaction to that because, you know, you can look around the world and like fire and water and, and all these different things. There's always... Every single aspect of nature, mate. Yeah, there's always an take, opposite. But it will get... So if there's, if there's an illness, I'd like to think that somewhere out there, there's some sort of thing which will relieve it or cure it. It's either being kept away from the general public or they haven't discovered it yet because they're looking in the wrong places. Um, or the other side of it is, is it because things like cancer and stuff are not natural? Maybe they're man-made in their origin, like hundreds of years ago or whatever. If, those, if an illness is man-made, does that mean that then there isn't a opposite reaction and stuff but you're kind of going down a bit of a rabbit hole with that so i wouldn't necessarily yeah, yes and no. if you can make it you can then make it yeah well i, would I know say it, that, yeah. things can mutate they can change blah 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 but no even man made yeah like things like smallpox and stuff or, or like the viral the the chemical weapons and stuff which they make like if you can make the thing which does the thing you can also make the thing which 
stops it. And that's the thing. To a certain extent. Like, obviously, yeah. if things get to a certain level, then you probably can't. But, like, generally, I mean. Um, lastly, I and this is one which I, I am a little bit on board with, is, like, what about the most vulnerable people? Because if you change that law to allow euthanasia or assisted suicide, it will inevitably put pressure on the most vulnerable people to end their lives for fear of being a financial burden, emotional burden, a care burden, a you know, among other things. Um, it would especially affect people who are disabled, elderly, sick, depressed. They would fear, like you'd have this, you'd have to face this, the added risk then of like um, being coerced into it. So if you've got like a lot of money and you've got an illness, and will if the people around you are not honest or not nice and they want your money and they want it now, they don't want to wait and like you're gonna have that side of things. Yeah, um, totally mate. If you've got people who will gain from someone dying, the fear and the anxiety would be promoted as opposed to the totally individual autonomy or the choice of it, like it would be completely different. It's um, so this is a quote which I want to finish on from the 1994. It's a long time ago. This was from a House of Lords, a select committee on medical ethics who kind yeah. of looked into the subject. Um, and they said it is virtually impossible to ensure that all acts of euthanasia were truly voluntary and that any liberalisation of the law in the United Kingdom could not be abused. We were also concerned that vulnerable people the elderly, lonely, sick, distressed would feel a pressure, whether real or imagined, to request early death. Um, and that was their quote after they did the report. And like that kind of rounds and sums it up pretty well, I think, which is very unusual for a government funded thing. But it was also in the 90s, so there was no social media. Um and then this other guy, this doctor called Dr. Andrew Ferguson of the Care Not Killing Alliance, uh, he says the simple truth is that the current law exists to protect those without a voice, the disabled, the terminally, terminally ill and the elderly who might feel otherwise pressured into ending their life. So what do you do next, mate? Like, what's the next step with regards to this? Do you think it just has to be kept kept looking into and trying to do studies on the countries like Belgium and Holland where it is allowed? Or again, mate, because it's emotional and of the heart, you will never ever be able to do it, mate. You just can't. So I mean, you, you, every argument you've given. Yeah, I know. I'm very good, but I uh, yeah, I've. So I've got a solution, but I've also got the thing which undoes the solution as well. So one yep. solution would be is that if, um, say, person X has got terminal illness and their best friend, person Y, um, assists them in ending their life, um, they get a legal, you know, they have a solicitor present to write a letter and explaining, you know, it wasn't against my will. I did this. He, I asked him to do it. He helped me. We did it this way. This is what happened on this date for this reasons, blah, blah, blah. All in like a legal document signed. And then it happens. Yeah. 
So the solution would be that in that situation, person Y does not get prosecuted in any way. And I don't mean not charged and prosecuted and taken to court. I mean, he gets questioned, you know, afterwards to make sure they give the documents and then that's the end of it. Because that gives people the autonomy and the, and the personal choice, but it doesn't mean that their friend or family member who helps them ends up being charged. But do you know the problem with that, mate? Is same thing. Again, though, mate, mate, family, everyone would jump in, mate, and say, no, we didn't want it. He's, he's a murderer. Yeah. She's a murderer. Opens it up it's not to... Opens it up. It's open to abuse in many... All the ways there, there that we is just no, discussed. There's no way you could word this where everyone is going to agree it's, or even close to it, mate. It's impossible. Yeah, never. It's a never-ending debate, mate. But um, one I've really enjoyed in a weird way. Like I gotta say, I give us credit for the last few weeks. Talked about some heavy subjects, and I think yeah. we've done a pretty good job of doing it. It's just a shame that the only people who've seen them is like a few people on Patreon. But I will change that. I will remember to put them out and stuff. Um, let's finish off on a slightly brighter note. Let's set Reese yeah. off on a bit of a, a whim and stuff. Um, Reese, talk to me. Why did you want to discuss is Batman a good role model for kids? No, he's a prick. Mate, when um, I was a kid, I loved Batman. End of debate. No, here we go. Right, when I was a kid, I loved Batman. Everyone did, didn't they? Yeah. You know, because when you're a kid, all you see is Batman goes after this bad person and puts him in jail. Cool. You know, he didn't even kill him. Awesome. But as you grow up, you find out more about Batman, don't you? Films get a bit deeper. You see a bit more into the life of him. He's Guy's a prick, mate. He twist, he'll happily go torture people and have him close to death to get any information he wants. Then he'll go put him in jail, knowing full well they're going to escape. He knows it. They're going to escape. Yeah. Joker. I think Joker's twisted in the head, but I think deep down he's a good guy. And all he's trying to do is prove to people that Batman's a wrong one. Because the Batman won't kill anyone. If he killed someone, he wouldn't be Gotham's hero no more, would he? Mm. But he'll beat them to within an inch of their life gladly. He's got all this money. He gives a little bit to charity. Most of it he spends spying on his friends. Can't have no trust with that. Mm. He, he's got a plan how to kill every single person in his life. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Psychopath. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I um, I tend to agree with you, mate, to a certain degree. Like, but then on the other hand, I think everyone's got a bit of vigilante in them in terms of not that they would necessarily do it, but they everyone's got a bit of like. If someone hurt one of your kids or your, your family or, or someone you love, oh, yeah. like, you want to go and hunt them down and do bad things. Well, I would. I would literally. They yeah, definitely. But anyway, I say that for entertainment purposes only, and I would never do such a thing. Um, because I'm a, a legal citizen and I would never hurt anyone. <coughs> How's that pig fan coming along anyway, mate? Pigs are hungry. They're always hungry, mm -hmm. mate. It's um, it's one of them things, mate, isn't it? Like, you know, it obviously it's a fictional character, but, like, kids watch stuff, don't they, these days? But do you know what, yeah. mate? I would rather my kids watch 
the Batman that we used to watch, like the old um, TV series. Adam West. Yeah. Pow, kapow. I'd rather them be watching sure. that shit than fucking TikTok and that. Like, um, oh, definitely, mate. TikTok stresses me out, mate. It really, really bugs me. The Batman when um, you're a kid is a different Batman to the Batman when you're a grown up, mate. They're so, totally yeah, so people. then my argument to it would be whilst everything you're saying is true, the things that you're saying um, are not like child friendly or make him not a good, good role model wouldn't be seen by kids until they're of an age to understand. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not little kids watching the Dark Knight trilogy, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'm right though, isn't I? He's a prick. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a wrong and Like, he's, he wants the, the heroic, real Batman. Is he wants the hero. He wants the heroic status. Yeah, but no, he's so he you. doesn't want to give that up, and he so he doesn't kill. But he'll do anything he wants, and he's not very nice. And I'm not being friendly. Like, what a fucking stupid choice. If you're a billionaire and you want to become a superhero, I'm going to be a bat. No, you be Iron Man or someone cooler. Come on. Mm-hmm. I want to be a bat. That's yeah, some deep underlying like... trauma issues there, man. The guy's a psycho. Yeah. Well, in fairness, his parents got murdered in front of him, didn't they, when he was a kid? So, Totally, mate. Trauma. Trauma, mate. Trauma causes all problems. Um, Maybe as always, Batman mate. Should to Switzerland. Yeah, well, he should have gone to counselling, probably. Um. As always, mate, uh, really enjoyable, really interesting show, really interesting debate. And um, be very interested to hear the people's views and the comments and stuff and see what they think. So let us know what you think um, with regards to, like, uh, assisted suicide. Um, And, all, of course, keep sending us your suggestions for, for subjects to be debated. I know Will sent in Marvel versus DC, so maybe next week we'll do... Marvel versus DC is the light-hearted one. I think I'll get. I call dibs on Marvel. Yeah, I bet you do. I hate DC. Too late, though, isn't so. it? You get Batman, prick. Uh, and um, and then why don't we do capital punishment as well? Yeah, that's a good, good for one. me. Capital Not capital punishment. punishment. It's good for me. It's good for others. Yeah, but yeah, capital I'm, I'm punishment and um, and Marvel versus DC on next week's show. Um, spread the word about a big debate. It's a new series. I will put them out now. I might put one out tonight as well um, so people can see them. So please do spread the word. Interesting conversations on tricky subjects. That's all I will say. Take care. Good night. God bless. He says, play the, play the goddamn clip, Simon. Play the clip. Play, the clip. play that clip then, mate. I'm on all the time, Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.